0: Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, my friends, and welcome. This is episode 79 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, and today we are talking about how to respond instead of react in order to avoid unnecessary pain as well as how learning these skills can help us avoid overeating and over drinking so things to think about have you ever reacted to a situation or maybe another person and then regretted how you reacted later on Our emotions can be really overwhelming at times and in the moment feel absolutely true when they are happening to us. And many of us, this includes me, are just in the habit of reacting in order to sort of offload the emotions that we're experiencing in the moment. And unfortunately, often our reacting creates unneeded emotional pain, which leads to many things, like unhealthy or broken relationships, could be heightened stress in our minds and bodies, as well as behaviors to try to distract from the emotional pain, which for our purposes of um, this podcast are things like overeating and overdrinking. So I'm going to give you some tried and true practices you can start to implement today to help you learn how to get into a new habit of responding to situations, to people, to our thoughts, instead of reacting to certain situations, to people, to thoughts, and how this practice really helps build the skill of learning how to respond instead of react. And through that process, I mean, there's so many amazing things that happen in our lives when we practice responding instead of reacting. But again, for our purposes and the topic of this podcast, this practice can really help you drop weight and keep it off for good. Again, these are the deeper things that go on and that create habits of overeating and over drinking in order to manage emotions. Um, And and this is the deeper work of how you start to really shift that so there becomes a freedom with food, with your relationship with food, with drink, a real freedom with that. And it is not um, the main focus of your existence of always trying to lose weight or to maintain your weight um, and or always thinking about food. So before we get started, just real quick, first of all, if you can hear some crackling noises in the background, uh, my one of my kitties is on a little crunchy blanket laying in the sun, sunning himself, and he is just rubbing all over the crunchy blanket and he's too far away for me to get him to move. So we're just going to let him enjoy himself, but that is What that noise is, if you can hear it, I apologize, but it's just something something we deal with with this with this podcast. Some of you know that kitties are just in the background and they make noises. Okay, another thing before we get going on the topic, um, this is I'm I'm recording this uh, in March. I don't know what date it's getting released, but it'll be released in March of 2022. And as of the time this is released, I currently Have a few um, openings for my online weight loss coaching program. So, if you've been thinking about doing it, um, you're wanting to get uh, drop some weight before summertime, all that kind of stuff, or you know, if you're um, in that binging or overeating cycle and you're wanting to break free from that and find some freedom with your body with food, uh, now would be the time to get in touch with me. I don't always, I don't, I actually don't often, is the truth, have openings, so um, if you have been thinking about it, now's the time, and just head over to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N, and from that website, you can really look at details of how the online weight loss coaching works, um, as well as you can send me a message through there if you have other questions, um, or if you're wanting to get started. Uh Okay, so enough of that. Let's move on to our topic of today. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably understand how something like learning to respond instead of react does actually contribute and affect your weight, uh, your eating habits. Um, So it's going to affect your weight loss. It's going to affect maintenance of your weight. But if you're somewhat new to all this, it can seem a little bit like a stretch to some people sometimes that learning to manage emotions will actually create a healthier body. But of course, um, it is true. So our emotional world is one of the biggest reasons many of us struggle with our weight, with overeating and or um, disordered eating patterns. Our emotional world really guides our behaviors. Remember the premise, our thoughts, create and conjure up our feelings. Our feelings have sensation, little chemical cocktails attached to us that create sensations throughout our bodies. And our feelings really drive our behaviors, right? So how we feel really does, for most of us, affect how we are behaving in our world, how we are acting, the actions we are taking, the actions we are not taking. So feelings are important and our thoughts drive our feelings. So our emotional world really guides our behaviors, um, and so, and so that's just something you really want to keep in mind as we go through this. If, if someone, this is an the example I always think about with this, but if someone is going slow in the passing lane on the interstate and I'm in a hurry to get somewhere, you know, I often have thoughts like this, this jerk, you know, get over into the slow lane, let me pass. And from this thought, I create the emotion of anger, frustration, and then in my body, I sense tension, you know, maybe, um, and, and I may not even be cognizant that I have tension in my body, but when you get good at this and start paying attention, there will be tension in your body from thoughts like that, from feelings like that. My heart rate might speed up. Usually there's a knot in my stomach when I'm feeling frustrated or angry and then this may motor my behavior to could be to honk the horn or to flash my lights or tailgate aggressively or maybe at the very least swear out loud in my car at the driver and and then as this driver eventually gets into the right lane and I can pass as I go this is my worst nightmare as I go by cuz I've already behaved in this really not true to me way as I go by I look at the driver to give a dirty look or flip them off or something and you know it's my mom's best friend driving the car and this would be a situation that this hasn't happened but that is my fear (laughs) this is a situation where I wish I had where I would have wished I had better emotional flexibility and better emotional control okay so that's just one example of how Learning and practicing the skill of responding versus reacting uh, can be so much more helpful for us to live authentically as who we are. And here's another one if, you know, maybe you've asked your kiddo to clean their room for the umpteenth time, you open their door and it's still a crazy mess in there, so you just lose your crap, right? Yelling, threatening to take the door off the hinges, all the crazy talk. And about 30 minutes later you realize that a reaction like that has just separated you more in your relationship with your child and that's really apparent by their reaction to you now because now they're not talking to you like they used to they're not sharing things they're avoiding time with you so our our reactivity our inability to manage our emotions in the moment our inability to respond appropriately to heightened emotions, to to feelings of that tightness in our chest of, you know, just this thing of like, I got to get it out. I have to offload it. That reaction really, really does affect major things, major values that we might hold in our life. So in that situation, you know, if you value a close relationship with your kiddo, uh, reacting like that. Is literally going to um, create a situation where you are not living in alignment with your values um, in regards to that relationship with your child. So that's another situation. And I listen to situations like these all the time in my therapy practice and the regrets these people have after they have reacted. I'm sure you can think of plenty more examples in your own life and how your emotional world can sort of take control of, um, take control over you and create so much chaos and upheaval with relationships as well as with the relationship with yourself. And if we want to relate all of this to weight and eating behaviors, then the link is probably pretty clear to you by now. When we have emotional upheaval in our lives, And for those of us who use food or drink to self-soothe or to quiet our emotional world for a bit, like to distract from our tough emotions, we will then, if we are reactors and and have not practiced the skill of responding versus reacting, most of us then will often eat or drink more than we need to in order to deal with those overdramatic emotions we've created. Um, So we want to start to practice ways to respond Instead of react to situations and also to our provoking thoughts. Because often we have, you know, there's a situation, we have the thought, and then we have the feeling, and we have this immediate behavior of reacting. And And there is a way to start practicing in how to respond to those things versus react. Most of us, from what I hear from others, I know this is true for me because I was really a reactor. I have very, I just know this about me. I mean, I'm a therapist. I've done all the self-work, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm very aware. I'm just a person, my personality. I experience feelings deeply. And um, some of us do that. We're a little extra sensitive, all of that. And I think because of that, you know, those feelings were so strong before I understood all this. And so I was very much a reactor. Um it almost felt impossible to hold those feelings in because it was so painful trying um to to experience my feelings, right? I would always try to just I can't experience this. This is just way too much. Even though it's like they're just feelings, right? I mean, in the moment it feels like you're maybe going to die, but cuz you're experiencing these really hard 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 feelings, but the truth is they are just feelings. We're not going to die and So starting to learn to really manage some of that is so important. Most of us, I think, really want to respond from our higher selves, from our wise self. But our brains often respond with or react with a lot of negativity and criticism and judgment. And this often occurs because we are typically talking to ourselves in this way all day long for many of us. Maybe not all of you, but for many of you listening, most likely you are. So if you have a habit of thought that is judgmental and mean and criticizing with your own self all the time, then we often, when cued up emotionally, will react in the moment like this towards others. So the more you practice compassion and kindness with yourself, the more you're going to find that you Don't react as much and instead you find yourself responding in ways with others that are more balanced and more loving which in turn creates deeper and healthier relationships with others and also with yourself. So you're a good person, you mean well, your heart is in the right place and you want to live a valuable meaningful productive life. That's what most of us are striving for but then something happens. You don't even see it coming and you just react and then you're disappointed with yourself later on how you reacted. So then there's this guilt, beating ourselves up, maybe some shame, um, thinking maybe we'll do better in the future, but what happens is we don't do better in the future, we just feel worse about ourselves and this creates more emotional reactivity in the future. This this parallels what we talk a lot about in this podcast when we react by overeating and then feel guilty and shameful about the overeating, it never leads to less overeating. Guilt and shame only lead to more overeating or overdrinking in the future. So in both cases, it's really important to learn to drop the guilt and shame so dropping the judgment, in order to actually change ourselves and our reactions into responses. When we react, we really are allowing our primitive brain to be in charge in the moment. That limbic system is not as evolved, it's not as developed, and it is made to react to life-threatening situations, literally when your life is on the line. Unfortunately, for many of us, it reacts often to non-life-threatening situations. And this is what trips us up in so many ways. We we really want our prefrontal cortex to actually be the one in charge in these non-life-threatening situations. That's the part that can think into the future and can make better choices, better decisions. So the circumstance happens. We have a thought about the circumstance and we just immediately believe it. And then that thought creates the feelings and that feeling drives our actions, our behaviors. So this is our reaction, how we react. Even if the reaction is to go on a mental rant in our head, that is still a reaction and one that is not helpful in any way. But there is this space between the circumstance or the thing happening outside of us and our thought about the circumstance that many of us have not yet learned how to take advantage of. And that space between the circumstance or the cue and our thought about it allows us to move into proactivity, into um, responding in a way. That is, uh, that is more helpful, more useful, more beneficial for us. That space allows us to choose different thoughts about the situation in order to create different feelings that then create a different response. So not a reaction, but a response. This space allows us to make a decision about what we want the circumstance to actually mean, what we want the outcome to to be. So I always think about Viktor Frankl with this sort of stuff. He has a quote, between the stimuli and the response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Okay, I'm going to read that again. Between the stimuli and response, so between the situation and your thought, Between the stimuli and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response, so the response that we choose, that lies our growth and our freedom. Okay? So the stimulus is the circumstance, the response is your thought. Your thought creates your feeling which drives your reaction or your response. Your reaction or response always starts with a thought. And this is how you start to become proactive, how you start to become a responder instead of a reactor. You really become aware of that invitation to pause between the circumstance and your thought. And then you get to decide intentionally how you want to respond. My child's room is a mess. I have the immediate thought, this is ridiculous. I yell to get this room cleaned up right now. My child now avoids me, doesn't want to interact. My child's room is a mess. I take a breath and pause. I choose the thought. In the grand scheme of things, does this actually matter right now? Knowing my values of wanting a close relationship with my child. Does this actually matter right now? Do I want to raise my voice at my child, knowing the consequences that yelling brings to a parent-child relationship? I can shut the door for now and talk with my child later about helping to clean up her room. Or I might choose to just not pick that battle anymore. Whatever I choose to do, the pause, The more helpful thoughts create more peace for me. So it creates different feelings for me, different sensations in my body. And these more peaceful, settled feelings drive a behavior that does not create a rift in my relationship with my child. So now just a side note, I want to give full disclosure here. Personally, this is just a personal choice. I do not care if my daughter's room is a mess or not. I just don't. Um, Again, just a personal thing for me. It's a battle I have found is just not worth it to me. And what I find is eventually she cleans it up on her own anyway and not saying that's the right way, not saying for you, not saying you should adopt this parenting strategy as every kiddo is really different in who they are and how we decide to parent them. But I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so first, just recognizing that space between circumstance and thought that it's there for you. That space is there for you. There's an invitation for you to utilize that space. That pause is there for you to take advantage of. Just recognizing that is the first step. The next is using it, it's practicing using that space. And again, this is a skill, so it does take practice. We are not perfect at this. Even, you know, I've been practicing this for years and years and years when I first, you know, got into all this stuff. And um, I am definitely not perfect at it. But often, you know, what happens is many of us believe the circumstance or the stimuli happen and then we have a feeling about it. But there's always, always, always a thought that comes first and creates the feeling. So using the space, the pause between the circumstance and your thought to recognize what are we thinking. Yes, we we may immediately be having a feeling But go to the thought. What is the thought creating the feeling? Name the thought. Identify it. Once you have identified the thought, ask yourself, is it helpful for the result I want? If it's not helpful, then shift or pivot the thought to one that is helpful in order to create the feeling that you want to drive the response, how you actually want to respond. Sometimes if I can't quite figure out what the thought I'm having is, I simply just remind myself that Heather, you're having super strong emotions right now because of your reactive thoughts. Your primitive brain is reacting. Pause until you can figure out the thought causing the strong reactive emotion. If you practice this process, your brain literally starts to change. You will find that you really can drop into psychological flexibility so much easier. You will find yourself pausing more and more and creating responses that improve your relationships with others, the relationship with yourself. You will find yourself experiencing more feelings of peace and willingness and determination more and more often, which of course then creates different responses to stress. And this creates a life of more fulfillment, more meaning, more moments of joy, more contentment, which leads to more of a life of the one you want to be living, of being able to engage in behaviors you want to be engaging in and not engage in behaviors you don't want to be engaging in. Don't discount this one little skill. It changes everything. And to get into one last thing about our eating patterns or over-drinking patterns and habits, when you learn to change and pivot your thoughts to create feelings that help you respond versus react, you will find you automatically go to using food to manage difficult emotions less and less. And these are the ways that working on the skill of pausing and responding versus reacting at all other things in life literally translate into your weight and eating behaviors. Just one little caveat as I'm thinking about it here. I don't want this to come off that feelings are not important, okay? Like there are times when we really want to feel, well, we want to feel our feelings. We, we want to be able to feel our feelings, process our feelings. Um, and I'm going to have an episode on processing feelings right after the, after this one's released. It's the week after that it comes. So there is a skill to processing feelings as well. So it will focus on that. But this isn't about ignoring or not feeling your feelings. This is about recognizing how our thoughts create our feelings. And sometimes, you know, if um, if I have someone who I, you know, there's a loss in my life, um And I have the thoughts about this is so sad and I miss this person so much and all of that. Like, I want those thoughts. This isn't about thinking positive. This is, I want to feel sad about that. You know, it'd be weird if I didn't. So this isn't about situations like this. This is about understanding our thoughts really do create our feelings and being able to take that space to think about what are our values here? How do I actually want to respond? What do I want the outcome to be? and use that as a skill to shift our overreactivity. So what you can start to do right now is start practicing the pause. Start, start taking that invitation of that space that is there for you between the situation and your thoughts. Look at your thoughts. Ask if that thought is helpful for the outcome you want. And if not, work to shift or pivot the thought to one that will create the feeling you need to drive the behavior you want. To drive this home, take my driving example. The person, you know, is driving slow in the passing lane. I'm in a hurry. I do not want to create, my my end goal (laughs) is I really um, authentically do not want to create a stress response in my body. So I take a breath. I pause. I look at my thought. The thought I'm having is, come on. Slowpoke, why are you driving like an idiot? Shift my thought to, this could be someone I care about or someone I know who cares about them. And it's, you know, the person's just maybe a little bit confused. (laughs) So pivoting to this thought creates more calm within me, creates a peace and allows me to back off and just slow down myself. All of this creates a better sense of well-being I'm in alignment with who I authentically am, who I want to be. And later in the day, guess what? I have not created that stress response in my body all day long. And so now when I get home after a long day, I am not driven to overeat to deal with my stress, to manage it that way. I have already managed my reaction by responding and creating peace for myself. Now when I'm home for the day, I feel more contented, more at peace, and can rest without overeating or over drinking. Okay, these things work. Give it a try this week. I also hope you found maybe multiple things useful from this episode and just highly encourage you to, at the very least, think about this, just mull it over that there is that space for you to take advantage of between the situation and your thought process. The feeling and then the reaction. Uh, work on responding; it changes everything for the better. <laughs> uh, I just highly encourage you to give it a try. Give it a try. If you did find something useful and know of someone this might also benefit, I just ask that you pass the episode along, pass the podcast along. That really helps me continue to release episodes uh, for this podcast and again as always thank you for being here and sharing this space with me did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website go to heatherheinen.com Heinen is spelled h-e-y-n-e-n and get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating weight loss goal attainment and also my coaching and counseling services.